As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to the Wine Podcast for everyone. In this episode, we're going to discuss sparkling wine, how to get the most bang for your buck, how to safely uncork it, and serving ideas. I'm going to share a sparkling wine from Canada, and Chuck puts two cheap classic Italian sparkling wines to the test. So Chuck, I understand you have two sparkling wines from Italy to share with everybody today. I picked two classic cheap Italian bubblies that a lot of people know and love. I'm going to put them head to head. I'm looking forward to it. For when only the best will do for peak moments of maximum celebration, break out the Bambino. This is a sweet, cheap, golden pear, golden apple, sparkling wine. Instead of buying this as one big bottle of sparkling, I bought a four pack of 375 milliliter bottles. It was the right move because turns out you don't want a lot of this stuff in one shot. It's great for a toast, a flute worth, perfect. If you pour yourself a big glass, it's going to get a little cloyingly sweet kind of fast. This is not your big promotion sparkling wine celebration. This is not your Christmas dinner sparkling wine. Maybe a bag of chips or popcorn on a weeknight movie or a weekend movie. That's fine. Sure. I always think of the uh, gathered around in the company cafeteria, awkwardly sipping a plastic cup of some kind of sparkling wine that's terribly sweet, celebrating something happening to somebody at, at work. Do I plan on using the remaining three small bottles to celebrate some smaller day-to-day accomplishments? Yeah. Like getting up in the morning. Putting away my laundry. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. The first thing I said when I tried this sparkling was, this tastes like a sweet peri, which is a, a pear cider. 
So after I picked up this Spumante Bambino, I also noticed right beside it, they had the Martini and Rossi Asti Spumante. Little pricier. We're only talking $5 more. The, uh, you're going with the classics. You're not a baller yet. You <laughs> took a step up though. You, you brought it up one notch, one single notch. And what did you find in the Asti for that extra couple of bucks? So you get a little more flavor in the Asti. You get some peach, some mandarin orange, and a little floral. Whereas the Spumante Bambino, you're really getting pear golden apple that's it there's nothing else to the bambino the asti definitely has a recognizable moscato flavor to it in summary if you're gonna go for one try the asti spumante bambino nine dollars and 95 cents two out of five stars martini and rossi asti spumante fourteen dollars and 45 cents three out of five stars Hey, Chuck, I got a confession to make. Go ahead. I don't like champagne. Everyone does. I don't. I don't like it. It's Not even to celebrate? Nope. It's so dry. And it's yeasty and crackery and biscuit is how they describe champagnes. And I find they're really too subtle and sort of austere. They just seem like they're holding back. And they're expensive. They're so expensive. And it's so much of it is, is just the brand. You mean champagne, champagne. Champagne, yes. Not to be confused with sparkling wine. Right. Champagne is sparkling wine, but not all sparkling wine is champagne. That's right. Yeah. Beer has something like that too, where not all lagers are pilsners, but all pilsners are lagers. I did not know that. I learned something new. As we're recording this episode around the holidays, we wanted to focus on sparkling wine. Now, usually everybody thinks of champagne when it comes to the holidays and celebrations, but there's a whole wide world of sparkling wine. I've had a lot of sparkling wine. I've never had champagne. I think a lot of people fall into that category as well. Yeah. And when I've seen people taste champagne, maybe for the first, second or third time, I watch their face really carefully and they're not not enjoying it. But it's very clear to me that they're confounded by what they're tasting. It's a lot drier and sharper than they think. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's it's just not what they're used to. Yeah. And most of the champagne you'll see on the shelf and even Prosecco will be labeled Brut, B-R-U-T. And that just means dry, no sugar added. So most of champagnes are Brut style. Today we went the exact opposite of champagne. We went cheap and sweet. Sparkling wines have huge price variations. Champagne is, of course, at the high end, but beneath it, there's all sorts of options. And we're going to focus on, let's talk Let's talk about Prosecco, because I think that's the most popular alternative to champagne. Overall, Prosecco, probably your best bang for the buck. Yeah. Proseccos, they come in different prices, but I generally, we see them in the $14 to $19 range uh, for a 750 ml bottle. They're from Italy. Prosecco is the name of the grape that it's made from, and I've always had good luck with them. Are they all dry usually, or do they range in sweetness levels? They can range. Yeah, they can range. Uh, They're usually brute, so dry. Same, they use the same term as champagne, but uh, you can get some very sweet ones. Yeah, I like a nice off dry one. Not terribly dry, but I want a little sweetness. I don't want a syrupy, cloyingly sweet sparkling wine, but I do want some sweetness in there. Yeah, when it comes to sparkling wine, I too would like a little sweetness. Typically, I drink wines on the drier side, uh, but when it comes to the sparkling wines, I like something with a little bit of sweetness. It just helps with the bubbles and the balance, and it just makes it a nicer experience. Yeah, I agree. I'm the same way. So Proseccos tend to be fruitier, 
They are lighter on the bubbles. Uh, they tend to be a little bit drier. Maybe the next most popular group of sparkling wine that you're going to encounter is Cava, C-A-V-A. And that is sparkling wine made in Spain specifically. And they're more citrusy with maybe pear notes and the bubbles are a little more aggressive than uh, Prosecco. And usually you'll see those in the 12 to $18 range. It tends to be a little uh, less expensive. So, you know, again, that's going to be more citrusy and pear and Prosecco is going to be sort of fruitier and a little bit sweeter. Uh, Those are two great options to uh, champagne. Now, again, they're sparkling wine. They're all sparkling wines. That's just what they call them or predominantly call them Prosecco in Italy because of the grape and Cava from Spain. And actually that means cave in English where they um, store the, uh, where they store the bottles. How many people do you think die a year from corks? From corks? Yeah. Coming Uh, out of bottles, like firing out of the bottles. I know it's not none. (laughs) It's not none. No. And I know the injuries are in the hundreds or thousands in one study. Injuries for sure. I I mean, fatalities. Uh, Eight? About two dozen a year. (laughs) Sorry, that's not that funny. I shouldn't have laughed. It's not funny, but it's also not surprising, right? In a way. In a way, because if you see people on in TV or the movies shaking a bottle and then opening that bottle, that cork is coming out at over 50 miles per hour. Highway speed. Highway speed. Yeah. Danger. Well, why danger. do they do it in, in the music videos? Because it looks cool, I guess. It looks awesome, man. You got to do it. <laughs> but why wouldn't you do it? It flies out at highway speed. Yeah. Yeah. I, nothing. It, what do you get? You're going to get sparkling wine all over your your house what you get is some great video footage though because i've seen people wreck their flat screen tv yeah or shoots into the flat screen <laughs> things gone things gone yeah what a pet you could take out a pet easily you'd take out a dog sure small dog yeah well yeah. a human so maybe a big dog take your eye out just like that christmas movie there's this i did see a study of eye injuries and it was thousands sure you got to keep your thumb on that cork as soon as that wine cage comes off yeah let's well let's break that down yeah you use the towel method as well which is very pro i don't think a lot of people do that what we're talking about let's let's unpack opening a bottle of sparkling wine safely now that's that's actually the key i mean we're joking about injuries but you can hurt yourself doing this Most sparkling wines will have a foil cover, much like most wines. You're going to remove the foil cover and over the cork is going to be a cage. And it's made of usually a wire and it has a small piece of metal on top. You'll see where they've twisted it shut and you will untwist that. Now, the moment that this cage is off, consider it like live ammo. Yeah, it's a loaded gun. You're going to put your thumb over the cork and you're not going to take your thumb off until you are going to uncork it. So have a towel handy, have your glasses. If you know, this is not the time you're running around looking for stuff, like keep your thumb on the cork. I use a towel, like Chuck said, you don't necessarily have to, I find it easiest. I use a, just a clean kitchen towel. I take the bottle and aim it away from me and people, anybody, <laughs> just away anything from Anything that you don't want damaged. <laughs> yeah, anything you like, don't aim it at. I take the, uh, I'm right-handed, so I take the towel on my left hand, 
hold the cork and I twist the body of the bottle with my right hand. So my left hand is has the towel over the cork. Still, I do not move that hand and I twist and twist and twist the bottle until the cork just eases out. You don't want the big pop. That is taking bubbles out of the wine. I know it sounds nice. It's celebratory. But if you're trying to enjoy it, don't do that. If you're feeling fancy in France, of course, there is another way to open a bottle of champagne or sparkling wine, and that's called sabering. Have you seen this, Chuck? I would never do this, but go ahead. Talk about it. Yeah, this is, um, I've never done this. And I, I think this summer, I think what we should do is get, we'll find the cheapest sparkling wine we can find. I got you. And I think we should get our hands on a saber and, and try this. So sabering, are you down? You want to do this? I don't have a saber on me. Maybe if you haven't seen this, I'm going to do my best to describe it. You know, it's, it's, you know, podcasts aren't great for visual mediums, but, um, so a saber, a sword, it's, it's a type of sword and you kind of hold the bottle in one hand by the bottom and then you very quickly and aggressively run the saber on the flat side of the sword up the side of the bottle and you kind of knock the the neck off you know the top of a champagne or a sparkling wine bottle there's a little lip yep yeah you hit that with the with the blade as the side of the blade runs along the bottle and it just knocks the top off but you're now, also not just taking you're not taking just the cork off this bottle you're taking the whole neck of the bottle off you, you can i've seen it where a lot of the neck comes off now i don't like glass in my wine maybe you feel differently and you enjoy a little that's bit of why glass. i wouldn't do it why I, would i want to get some glass I, shards I, in I my bottle? i i did things crazy it's crazy but it looks cool i want to try it we're gonna try it we'll try it sure we'll i don't it. know if i'll drink it but <laughs> i mean i'll launch a few bottles open most of the videos i've seen it's it's violent there's a lot of wine comes out of the bottle because you've just you've just hit the bottle of carbonated you shook it you, sh- you you effectively shook it yeah and it comes spraying out and there's glass flying i don't know to each their own waste waste, waste. yeah you're wasting perfectly good champagne Shame. i know I, I said i don't like champagne but i'll try it chuck one thing that bothers me is that we seem to only reach for the sparkling wine the champers on special occasions like once a year new year's eve comes to mind is it is it a special occasion drink in your house it is and every time i drink it for a special occasion i think to myself why do i only drink this on special occasions because because it's good right it is good and i like it and it's a type of wine that kind of gets pigeonholed for only cheersing and celebrations but it's good i like it i should drink it more it can be had before a meal as an aperitif it's great even just before a meal with friends come over you open that everyone gets a little glass great way to open up the evening yeah i agree 100 percent. you know those i mean it's cliche but you know those little um hors d'oeuvre puff puff pastry deals right they have little quiches some sparkling wine with that stuff before dinner oh so good so good it's also great with salty foods you and i were we're trying this well we tried this years ago and we we did it a few nights ago we got some potato chips uh plain salted and so you had uh popcorn and some popcorn lightly salted as well with not too much butter not too much yeah not too much butter with some sparkling wine fantastic it's great snack yeah classy snack too classy jeez (laughs) what are you sipping on what are you snacking on over there some prosecco and popcorn class he's classy this guy is a class act stick with him i really uh i like that combination 
So if you're looking for a great champagne alternative, sticking around the $15, $16 mark, look for Prosecco from Italy, Cava from Spain, or really any sparkling wine that's not marked champagne in that price range. It's made all over the world. It's great. It's great for any day of the week. Great with appetizers, not just for celebrations. Around the release of this podcast episode, we'll be featuring several sparkling wines on the nosnobwine.com website. So, Sean, you've been sipping on that bodacious sparkling now. What do you think of it? I'm surprised. I'm pleasantly surprised at what's happening here. Because of the goofy name? Yeah, because of the goofy name. No, the uh, this bodacious, bodacious bubbles, um, I'm getting peach and kiwi and kind of tropical fruit. I mean, if we were in champagne land, those are words you would never utter. So this is actually quite enjoyable. It's slight, it, it is sweet, uh, but not overwhelmingly. It's got a nice uh, mouthfeel. Its bubbles are really fine, so you don't feel gassy or bloated uh, when you're drinking this one. It's uh, surprisingly tasty, and yeah, I would. Uh, I think this is a great bottle, especially given the price. If you've got a mixed group and you don't really, you know, there's probably people in there that uh, have never had sparkling wine or champagne or prosecco. Um, you have a large group of people that you're uh, celebrating something with or not. It's going to be a, a crowd pleaser. Would you drink a full glass of that as you would a white wine, let's say? Or would you stick to just a, a cheers amount in a flute of that? Because I would stick to a cheers amount in a flute of the sparkling wines I got today. Right, right. Well, I've been drinking this whole gla- this glass of it through this whole episode, and I'm not unhappy about it. So yeah, I would. Uh, I would. I am. Bodacious Bubbles, $12.95, three out of five stars. And remember, listeners, three stars at nosnobwine.com is good wine. So when I was tasting champ, well, that's snobby. So when I was tasting champagne in France, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no more snobby than that. At, at decor de wine and fussiness. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the celebration with the sparkling episode, the bambino. I'm going to share a prosecco from Italy, and Chuck has oh, right out of my head. If you don't mind, but that. Yeah, be a better mix. This whole episode is ruined already. We haven't even started. From the top. Drinking sparkly wine at two o'clock in the afternoon. Do you shake it up first? Oh, of course. I want to You're the life of the party. Yeah. Yeah. Do not open shaken wine sparkly wine bottle. No fun. No fun. It looks like fun in the movies, but somebody's gonna get hurt. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Wine Podcast for everyone. Be sure to rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts as it helps other people find us. Yeah, tell your friends about the podcast. We know they drink wine too. <laughs> for more information on any of the wines we discussed, go to nosnobwine.com or check the show notes for links. The Wine Podcast for Everyone is a production of No Snob Media. 